Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sipping Soup, the show hosted by your least favorite person featuring your most favorite people. Today, sadly, we are only stuck with me, but I'm making a podcast episode after what seems like, or more accurately feels like, six months. That's right. I don't think I've made a podcast since maybe Girls State. Somebody fact check me on that, though, because I'm not entirely too sure either. But anyways, it's been so long, and I've missed doing this. I've just I've had so much work to do, and I'll get into that later, but senior year really has been a lot for me. But now we're back, and I'm planning on making a lot more episodes before senior year closes out because I have a lot of ideas that I want to do, and these ideas have a limited time frame that they can go through. But anyways, before we get too far into this right now, we're going to take a break for the snack break. I'll see you guys in about 15 to 20 seconds. All right, everyone, and welcome back from the snack break. If you enjoyed today's snack break sound and would like to listen to the full song, it is called Every Time Around by Van Sire. So, Now that we've had a little bit of a break, I hope everybody's ready to listen to this full podcast and they have their drinks and their snacks ready. I know for me personally, while I will be recording this, I have a cup of coffee with me and a bowl of laced potatoes chips, breakfast of champions. So if you look closely at the publishing date for this podcast, you'll notice that it's on a Friday. And if you listen to this by the time that it's published very quickly, you'll realize that I recorded this during the day which is very strange, seeing that, you know, typically you go to school on Friday. And this is because for the first time in about eight years for me, I am having an ice day in Florida where I don't have to go to school because the roads are icy. I do believe it has been about eight years because I remember in fourth grade, that was the last time I had school off. So this is a very big deal for me. And obviously I will be using every single moment of this day because I do not know the next time that I'll get a snow day. So now that we know what's happening, let's go straight into the topics. Today's going to be a little bit different from normal because I don't have a full script to read off of. I just have an outline. So today might feel a little bit more scattered than usual, but I'm trying to have a lot more fun with this, and I hope that you guys do too. So on to our first topic, school. Yeah, like I said in the beginning, it has been about six months since I've made a podcast, so I haven't shared anything with you guys about my senior year experience so far which has been about half of the senior year experience that you get. So right now, I'm hoping to talk about the good parts and the good memories that I have and focus on the positives, along with a little bit of complaining, but hopefully it won't be too bad. So going into school, we're going to be talking about my schedule this year and how it compares to that of junior year. Right now, I'm definitely feeling that for senior year, I have to put in a lot of work than I thought I would because I've always heard junior year is going to be the hardest year. Um, And that really depends on if you're like a total psycho like me and decide to take eight classes your senior year or not. Senior year very much has the potential to be a lot easier than junior year, but that really just depends on how much you hate yourself whenever you go through registration, which is what we were skipping today for the ice day. So while you have some extra time to think about it, if you want senior year to be as difficult as junior year, then by all means, do what I did and sign up for eight classes. But 
if you want some time to relax, maybe reconsider the schedule that you picked. But then again, I really do like my schedule. And even though it is a lot, I probably wouldn't have changed it. So let's actually talk about my schedule. Like I've said over and over again in the past like 30 seconds. Yeah, I take eight classes, which at Catholic is a lot because we take a standard seven. So I'm going to walk through the eight classes really quick. And yes, I am taking five AP classes this year. And I do plan on taking all of the exams, which is crazy too. And I don't know if I really should have made that decision in September, but here we are. So starting off, my first class is AP U.S. History, and then AP English Literature and Composition, AP Physics 1, um, Florida Virtual Chinese 1. Oh my gosh, what's my E period? My E period's religion. It switches on semesters, but I mean, you guys go to Catholic, so you obviously know that we have to take a religion class. And then I have AP Calculus, AB, Robotics, which is an elective, but it counts as an honors credit for me. That was probably the best decision I made. And then my last class, which is another virtual class and is outside of my seven, is AP Psychology. So yeah, um, it's a huge schedule. Out of the eight classes, only two of them aren't honors level. But honestly, robotics is an honors level class, but it's like really easy and it's probably my favorite class because we do get to do fun projects, but a lot of it is also some downtime. And I've made a lot of friends through that class, which I'm really happy about. So in terms of classes, what classes are my favorite? Which classes have a lot of, you know, work assigned to them? And which classes am I kind of like, mm, not too looking forward to them? In terms of what classes are my favorite classes, like I said, I love robotics and I really do like calculus, which is like, it's something that like no sane person has ever said. But in case you didn't know, my plans for college, which will also be talked about later, is that I would love to become a math teacher, a high school math teacher specifically. And so for that degree, I will most likely have to take calculus one, two, and three. So it's better to get a head start now than later. And I really like calculus because it is a little bit of a more abstract math. And of course, there's like, you know, algebra involved in it. But the concepts and stuff, it's like the first time in a math class that I've really gotten everything as we've gone along because I didn't necessarily have the greatest math education in like middle school and elementary school. And I've just I feel so happy that I finally had a year where I get everything. And it's uh, it's so nice. But yeah. I like calculus. I'm a weirdo. And I also like robotics. And my two Florida virtual classes that I signed up for, I love them. The thing about Florida virtual is that you can go at whatever pace that you would like. But you know, of course, they would like you to turn in at least three assignments a week, which is really not a lot when you consider that for most classes, you're probably doing four or five assignments a week. So three is not a lot. And you can always go ahead. And if you're like falling behind a little bit, the teachers are really understanding, but for me, the pace that I've been going that like about is about, you know, three to four assignments a week, and I've been finishing the courses really fast. Um, the quarter just started for a Catholic after winter break. We're probably about three weeks in, and I'm already 60% done with semester two of both of my FLVS classes. So I will be finishing two out of my eight classes in about February. 
which is great because um, my Chinese class is actually in a study hall. So when I get finished with that, I have a lot of time to study for my AP exams, which gives me a lot of hope in May because I have a lot more time to study than I thought. And I thought it would be like last year where I would be freaking out like the week or two before trying to cram like nine units worth of content for like four different classes. That will not be happening this year. I hopefully have a better game plan. But yeah, those are my absolute favorites, which I just named like four out of the eight. But like, don't mind me. I like everything. I really do like school, which is also something that like not very many sane people say. Um, When it goes to classes that have the most workload, it's definitely like all of the AP classes, which are like five of them, except English. English has been really good and it's like very small in the level of workload, but we still do things like essays and stuff. For psychology, like we have to fill out a journal for everything and there are a lot of writing assignments. So I probably end up doing like two, maybe like I do a lot of FRQs a week. And if you don't know what that is, that's a free response question. And it's basically like doing a really big writing assignment. I end up doing a lot of those for AP classes, but like I've gotten used to like pulling them out of my butt. Like for AP US history, one of the assessments that we do is like an SAQ, a short answer question. And I've gotten so good at just like making up these 400 word responses like every two weeks. It's great. But yeah, um, I'd say that the class with definitely the most workload and the most challenging workload has been physics. And I don't know what I expected signing up for a science class. It's like, oh, yeah, it's an AP level science class. And historically, science has been the class that I have struggled most with for the past like 13 years of my life. And I've never really had a good physics class in middle school. So yeah, basically all of this is new for me and there are a lot of worksheets and a lot of things to go through and it's hard. I'm not even going to lie. Physics is probably my hardest class, hands down. Close second is A push. I love you, Coach Nelson, but like that class is extremely hard. Coffee break. So yeah, that's just a quick look at my schedule. I'm pretty sure you all have had enough of that. It's like, look, Maggie, I came on this podcast to like not think about my school life and my schedule because today is my off day, but I'm really sorry. And I'm talking about that because I haven't talked about it in six months. That's a personal problem and I'm pushing that onto y'all. Really sorry. But now let's talk about the fun parts of school, the clubs and extracurricular activities. So this is a lot more fun and not as gross as my schedule. (laughs) So, band. Band? Oh, it's so sad to say that I'm done with band. It was definitely emotional when we had our last game. Tons of people were crying. I kind of cried in my car afterwards, too. But I have been in band for three years now. And for those of you who are surprised, yes, it counts as a varsity activity. And people who participate in CHS band get a varsity letter and a bar for every year after that they do it. Band is really a lot more, um, it's a lot more committed activity than a lot of people think that it is. For some reason, I guess people don't think that it's hard to be in band, but remember, you have to be able to play an instrument, read music, a lot of sight reading, and you also have to practice on top of your schoolwork. I really don't practice a lot, but I'm decent at sight reading, so that's what gets it through. And also, I've been playing the same, like, stand tunes for the past three years, so I kind of have them memorized. You know, like, I can play these in my sleep. 
band. I'm so glad that for my senior year, I got to have like a semi-normal band season because last year, sadly, um, the seniors, Joey and Katie, love them with my whole heart. They only probably got to have two or three games because that's when we had the whole COVID crisis with the Halloween parties and everything. I probably shouldn't be mentioning them because the last time I did, it wasn't very pretty. But this year, even though there was COVID, and there still is COVID, by the way, COVID still thing. But, um, you know, I'm just so glad that we got to have a normal season. We had a lot of games. We probably didn't go to as many away games as we used to. But still, I mean, like, we went to a lot of away games. It was semi-normal, and it was really fun, and it was a great way to close out the year. And I kind of did have a full circle moment with band that probably only my bandmates will really, like, get and understand. So in case you didn't know, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this podcast. I play the glockenspiel which is a big German word for like a keyboard bell set. So it's basically a xylophone, but it's made out of metal. And it sounds like an instrument on a little kid's show, like the Coco Melon theme, kind of like think of that. So yeah, I play the glockenspiel and (laughs) it is named Burgermeister Meisterburger after the German mayor in, I don't even know what that movie is called. Is it Santa Claus is Coming to Town? It's one of those like stop motion <laughs> the stop motion like puppet Christmas movies that are like kind of creepy, but I love them because I've grown up on them. So that's the name of my instrument, Burgermeister Meister Burger. And the stand that I have for it is named Sheila. Yeah, I'm a band kid. I'm really sorry that like y'all have to hear this, but it is what it is. So I actually didn't have a stand for my instrument until about maybe like a month or two probably more like two months into my band season my sophomore year. And so that meant that when I had games, I literally had to carry it in a harness for like two hours and it was terrible. But, you know, I always thought it was fun because I have a terrible back and I'm like, oh, this is like back exercise. This is so much fun. I'm not going to be sore the next day. I always am. And we forgot for the very last game. My stand got forgotten. So I started my last fan game ever the same way I started my first fan game ever so it was a really nice full circle moment and while I would have liked to have a stand when it was 30 degrees outside it was kind of a throwback to my very first band game and I really loved having that experience because in high school you don't have many full circle moments because you change a lot from where you started so yeah Band still might be going even though the football season is over and we had a Christmas concert right before winter break. We might have a spring concert and I would love to practice again. And normally we do like Disney songs for spring concerts. I don't know if I've actually done a spring concert because COVID has kind of interfered with both of those. So this might be my first and my last spring concert if that ever does happen. And we do plan on having a banquet and I'm really excited about. I'm sure there will be a lot of tears because... Half of the band is seniors and we will be leaving, but I do have very many good memories of band and I would encourage anyone to please join band because we will be needing a lot of members next year now that all the seniors are leaving. So yeah, that's enough about nerdy band kids stuff. Let's go to my other super nerdy club that y'all are probably going to be like, oh my gosh, this is like straight out of some nerdy movie. So I'm a part of the Quiz Satyrs Club, which is an academic quiz bowl team. 
And if you guys don't know what it is, it's like trivia night, but for super duper nerds. And like, I'm serious when I say that. The questions will be so obscure. I swear, they'll start out with like, name the year in which so-and-so British leader was killed. Some Asian like revolution happened. It's like really big history questions, science questions, psychology questions, and all kind of stuff. It's just really big general knowledge and it's sadly not as fun as pop culture trivia would be to many of you but I really do like quiz bowl because it's kind of it's kind of my scene not gonna lie so yeah um quiz bowl started this year this is the first year that we've had the club and most of the club members are seniors and it's run by Mr. Bowersox so if you can imagine how fun that is it is extremely fun i laugh so hard every wednesday and it's kind of the thing that i look forward to every week we divide into teams and then we answer the questions my team always loses because john bowersox is so good at quiz bowl it's like it makes it worth it just to see like how much random knowledge that he has it's like i'm totally okay with losing just to see this impressive encyclopedia in john's head But yeah, and something that's really funny is we went to a tournament. We have only been to one tournament so far, and it is January. And before you guys say anything, it's mainly because of COVID. And, you know, I don't think that we have too many local teams that would host a tournament out of school. So I went to the Quiz Bowl tournament. It was at, I think it was at University of Northwest Florida College. Um, And it was at a high school within the college. And um, there were 31 teams, I believed, or 32. I think there was like 32 teams. And um, after the first round, it was terrible. We played like six games and won one. And by the end of the first half of the day, we were second to last place. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is like so embarrassing. Sissy K, I mean, y'all didn't hear that. Sister Kirsten is going to be like, oh my gosh, y'all are not getting funding. But, and then we went into the second round, which they do brackets and it's just like, you get eliminated if you lose. So we're like, man, we haven't lost. I mean, we have lost every single game except one. Like there's no way. And so we go through elimination rounds. And so we win the first one and we're like, oh my gosh, we actually won one. And now we're in the top 16. And then we end up winning the next one, top eight. And then by the end of the day, we get fifth place, which was insane to go from second to last to fifth place. Then again, there was a four-way tie for fifth place, but I don't care. I made fifth place. I was actually team captain, fun fact. (laughs) I was team captain for a team that won fifth place for a nerdy academic quiz bowl tournament like that was probably my favorite moment we didn't expect to like win anything we were like laughing it was it was great and the best part about that is because there was a four-way tie for finish for finishing in fifth place we qualified to go to nationals in like atlanta this year i really hope we go to nationals it's after graduation and it's during the last week of school when people have exams but like how fun would that be I'd have, like, my Spider-Man moment, y'all. Like, I would be able to do the whole, like, Peter Parker quiz bowl thing. Maybe I can be Zendaya. I can only dream. But, yeah, it's just, 
we're practicing right now for the hope that we go to nationals. I mean, it does require a lot of funding. And I do think we're asking Sister Kirsten for some funding. And we might, we may or may not go. But I think it's funny to even say that we qualified for nationals after a single tournament in which we were almost second to last place. So yeah. And the last topic I want to talk about on the whole like school life, high school, senior year thing is talking about like any feelings of burnout. I know that it's very common for seniors to have the whole senioritis thing. And like, I definitely know a lot of people who are having senior burnout. And I know a lot of people burned out junior year because let's be honest, junior year was terrible, especially with COVID and everything. We had a whole month where we had to go online and not to mention like the one or two week period in which Hurricane Sally kind of came and took everyone's power out for a week. Senior year, it's hard. And especially on top of like, you know, school, you have to balance applying for colleges, applying for scholarships, personal life, figuring out what you're going to do after May, because we don't have the thing where it's like, oh, I'm just coming back next year and I can just like enjoy the summer it's like I gotta think about my future I'm planning right now like the decisions I'm making right now kind of influence the next like 20 30 40 years of my life which sounds a lot but it's kind of fun thinking that wow the things that I'm doing right now really do matter and I can't just like brush it off I know for me personally I'm struggling a little bit with burnout definitely not to the extent that other people are but you know I think that like each each week, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much more, there's so much more. But then again, you're so close to the finish line that you might as well just give it everything that you have. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, we don't have exams anymore. And we only have to make this and this grade to get like an A or a B. But like, I don't know, I really have to do well, because I really want to do well on the AP exams for May. So I'm kind of struggling with finding a good balance between like all my schoolwork and stuff. Because to be honest, junior year, my balance with schoolwork was not healthy at all. I only took seven classes then, but there were so many APs and it was my first time having such a massive AP workload. I would, I kid you not, I would go to school, wake up at like 6.30 every morning. I would go to school, come straight home or go to a coffee shop and I would do homework until like 10 o'clock, have maybe 30 minutes to myself and then go to bed. And I would do that every single day. And it was so tiring. And I'm glad that we're not doing that now. But I'm trying really hard to avoid going into that cycle while also avoiding, you know, burning out, not doing my work. It's so easy to just like not care. But we still have a whole semester ahead of us. And so yeah, those are just my feelings on school right now. So let's jump into the next topic, college and the college application process, as well as the scholarship process. All right, so jumping into college, topic number two. I'm going to start out talking about the application process that I went through and whether or not it was more or less like all of the work that I thought it was going to be when I thought about applying to college, you know, in junior year. So I was lucky that, you know, I was able to take the ACT twice and the SAT twice. So I was able to send in test scores for a lot of my schools. Right now, I know that a lot of schools are test optional, but for me personally, I really thought that it would do me a lot better if I submitted my test scores along with everything else. So for every school that I applied to, which I believe was eight, I sent in my test scores. Some of them were self-reported, so I did not have to pay 
the fee to actually send my scores to these schools. Some of them were self-reported and some of them were, um, you had to send them in with your application through the actual official ACT and SAT website. However, if you do self-submit test scores, I do think that um, if you plan on going there and actually say, hey, I'm going here, you might have to send an official score report along with that. But that's until later. And I actually wouldn't know because I haven't committed to any schools yet because it's only January. So once again, like I said, I applied to about eight schools, and I think that the best way that you can apply to college if you're thinking of multiple different places is to use a centralized application place like Common App. Common App was the thing that I used mainly because all the essays that we had done in English class beforehand used the Common App prompts. So I already had essays that I was like, okay, I know what the prompts are. I know what to expect. I've had feedback on these essays. And so this is really what I want to present. It will have a more cohesive application that I think represents me the best. And Common App is really great because pretty much all of the schools that I applied to, you could apply to through them and not through the school's actual website, which was really great. So I didn't have to redo the same application over and over and over again and put all these grades and just, ugh, it's annoying. So yeah, Common App was great. The essay prompts, very familiar with. And for Common App, you actually have a lot of leeway with the with the prompts that you choose. They do give you like a set of very like general and broad topics, but because of how general they are, you can really talk about yourself more. And there's also one prompt where it's just like, just submit an essay on anything you've ever done. So it, it gives you a lot of like creative value and stuff. For me personally, you'll probably be like, what was your college essay about? you'll never guess it's about the podcast that I haven't made an episode for in six months yeah I'm being dead serious the essay that got me into college was about my podcast and I'm really proud about that actually because it is something that's unique about me and that a lot of people can't really say that they have like you know a podcast where they interview their friends and stuff and even though it does sound like surface level Um, I talked about the deeper meaning of my podcast and you know how one of the main reasons why I do this is to have like a lot of documentation about my life when I was younger and about all of my high school friends, teachers, and some of my family members because you know I may not be as fortunate to be able to record these memories later in life or I may forget them or I may lose contact with some of these people. And so that's really what it was about. It was about my podcast is a way to preserve memories now for later. And it's not really for my kids, because if many of you know me on a personal level, I really do not want kids, even though I will be working with kids every single day. But, you know, toddlers are very different from teenagers, I would like to think. And I really do like working with older kids because, you know, you see a lot of more like relatability. And sometimes with little kids, it's hard to see them as like fully fledged people. A lot of people find it's like, you know, oh, you're just like kids. And it's just like, I don't know. I like older kids a lot better. So yeah, that was my essay. And of course, a lot of colleges that I applied to required additional essays, which was a lot of work. And if you are planning to apply to colleges like for the honors program or to colleges that require like additional 300 to 500 word essays, start on those as quickly as you can. Because you might think, oh, it's just like 300 words. It won't take me a while. You really want those 300 words to really represent you and to be cohesive and to tell like a story that like, you know, 
that's really accurate and is also grammatically correct. So if you're thinking of applying to college, like you're a junior now or you're a sophomore and you're like freaking out about everything, because I know a lot of people in my class were those sophomores that were quite literally planning their entire careers and future lives and where they live and what kind of houses they'd have at like 16, 15 years old. Is that how old you are when you're a sophomore? I don't know. It's been a while since I've been a sophomore. But yeah, get a head start as soon as you can because that is the best thing that you can do for yourself because you might be starting off with the school year and being like, oh, senior year is not that bad. The he- the workload isn't as heavy as I thought. The closer you get to exam season, the more you'll be like, oh my gosh. And you actually don't have a lot of time to do college applications as you would like to think that you do. You think, oh, you know, November is such a date that's like, far away, but for some people, applications may not open until October or September. Some schools, they have applications that open up in the, in the summer, but you know you have a lot shorter time period than you think, and two to three months is not the amount of time that you think it is. It goes by a lot quicker, you know, so always be prepared for that. So yeah, um, in terms of workload, the application process wasn't as much work as I thought it would be, because I used the Common App and I didn't have to re-input the same application over and over again to these different schools, it was really the essay writing that got to me. I'm a pretty decent writer, I would like to say. It's just, I never like starting essays. That is the worst part for me. Like once I get an essay rolling, I can go with it and I can go with it and I can make something good, but starting it is always just like the worst part. And I've always been like that. I've always been the kid that like hates breaking in sketchbooks or hates writing in journals because you have a fear that you're going to mess up the very first page. It's just like, "Ah, I want it to look pretty and stuff. And that's because I'm a perfectionist and I'm weird as we have established and everybody's different. And I know a ton of people hate writing and that's another reason why they procrastinate on these things but like I've said 20 times in like the past seven minutes do it do it do it because there is no time like the present y'all I'm telling you and if you are lucky enough that you can afford applying to multiple like colleges please do unless you know like dead set you have like an offer from this college and like you're going there for sure for sure but like if there is a chance that like you may get more money at a college elsewhere or you may have better opportunities or they may offer you a scholarship, widen your horizons as much as you can if you have the luxury of being able to. Like I said, I applied to eight schools, which is a lot. And I'm not even going to lie, application fees are very real. And, you know, some people like it's hard applying to all of those colleges and wanting to do the work and filling out all of those essays. But I was really fortunate that I was able to. And, you know, I might have thought since I was a kid, oh, I might want to go to like FSU or I might want to go to UF. But the more I've researched different colleges and the ones that I applied to, you know, you keep thinking this place could give me this unique opportunity and all of this stuff. Just really do your research, because even though you might have been dreaming to go to like one college since you were like five, you never know what other people are going to offer you until it happens. Um, I'll talk about this later, but I applied to UCF just to see, and I got a really good offer from there. And like, I might end up going there. So you never know. That's something my dad's always told me. It's always like, you never know, Maggie, don't count yourself out. And that's something I really held on to. So now that we've talked about the application process, let's talk about scholarships. Each school is unique in the way that they give scholarships. And there are some scholarships where you can apply to outside of the school. 
So once again, really look into all these opportunities because college is expensive. And I don't think that a lot of people at Catholic who are applying to college really understand how expensive it is. The tuition price that you see is just the price that it takes to attend that school. It doesn't count your room and board, which for many schools is like 6000 to 11000 And for some schools, it's probably even like 15000 for room and board. It is expensive. It is not cheap. And, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, I'm not going to do on-campus room and board. I'm going to rent an apartment. That is really expensive as well. Rent is expensive no matter where you go in college. Let me tell you that. So, yeah, tuition doesn't account, account for your room and board. It doesn't account for how much textbooks cost. And let me tell you, college textbooks are very expensive. You can probably bootleg a PDF online. But if you're someone that really likes writing things out, is going to cost some money. And also, a lot of colleges require a meal plan for freshmen, and those are expensive too. Meal plans are very expensive, but if you're a person that doesn't know how to cook or necessarily doesn't like to cook or would like to have someone else make that for you, then meal plans, it's probably a good idea. And for some people, you have to have a meal plan because the school requires it. I'm pretty sure that of the schools I applied to, some of them have the option that you can do a meal plan if you want. And some of them are like, if you're a freshman, you sadly will have to pay this money for a meal plan. So yeah, just keep that in mind when you're applying for scholarships that like, y'all, college is way more expensive than you think. There are a lot of fees that are involved. So try and milk as much money from rich people as you can. <laughs> That's my motto. Milk money from the rich. Maggie Johnson, 2022. <laughs> so yeah. And I've gotten some scholarship offers. I don't know if I necessarily want to say like monetary amounts because like that's weird. But I'm very lucky to have gotten scholarships from Auburn, UWF, and UCF and UNF so far. Those are the schools that I've gotten scholarships for. And if you aren't good with acronyms, I will tell you what those mean right now. Auburn University of West Florida, which is in Pensacola, University of Central Florida, which is in Orlando, and University of North Florida, which is in Jacksonville. And if you don't know where Jacksonville is, it's on the east side of Florida, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, east. So yeah, um, Auburn is one of the only like out-of-state schools that I applied to. I mean, if you have followed me on Snapchat and on Instagram, you probably know that I also got accepted into the University of Notre Dame, which is in Indiana, and I cried so hard, but that was like my reach school. And I'll talk about that later. But like most of the schools that I applied to were in Florida because I'm lucky enough to qualify for Bright Futures. And if you don't know what Bright Futures is because you're not from Florida or you've been living under a rock for the past 17 years, Bright Futures is an opportunity where 100% of your college tuition will be paid for for the duration that it takes for you to get X amount of credits towards a bachelor's degree or for how many credits it takes for you to get a certain degree. And I'm very lucky, so I would like to stay in Florida so that I don't have to worry about tuition costs and I only have to worry about, you know, the additional costs that I talked about. And hopefully if I can get a scholarship, which I have from some schools, I'm very lucky and so happy that I have different opportunities. Like getting those scholarships makes college so much easier to pay for and it takes a huge weight off of my shoulders. So like I said, out of all of the offers that I've had, UCF is probably the one that I'm most excited about. Um... I guess I can brag a little bit because I haven't, and 
yeah, it's kind of hard keeping that in because I'm so proud of it. <laughs> I got a really big scholarship to UCF. It's the Provost Scholarship. It's basically their equivalent of a presidential scholarship. And in addition to tuition, it does cover $30,000. And I freaked out so much. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's a school in Florida. It is the second biggest school by population in the United States. And I'm like one of 80 people that are probably going to get this scholarship. And it just feels so great. I also got into the honors program at UCF. And if you don't know what honors is, it's like, it's basically additional work on top of college work. But you also get a lot of opportunities when it comes to the honors program. And since I am pursuing a career in education and would like as much money as I can because teacher salaries aren't that great, y'all. I'm going to let y'all know that. It's just, it feels so great that, you know, I have a very good option that will probably keep me out of debt. And honors get special dorms at UCF, and I don't think they require a meal plan. So right now, that is probably like the biggest and best offer that I have, and I'm so excited. And additionally, with UCF, the school that I was really excited about, like I said a few minutes ago, was the University of Notre Dame. Notre Dame was a huge reach school for me because, you know, it is a private university. It's Catholic, obviously, because it's called Notre Dame, but it's also a very selective university. Even though it doesn't count as an Ivy League school in terms of acceptance rates, it's pretty high up there. Their regular acceptance rate is about 17%, and I do think that it dropped this year, even though we've only had early, um, early decisions come out in December. So Notre Dame was definitely a reach school. It was just a I would like to see if I could get into the school just to see if I can have bragging rights for the rest of my life. And it's a school that I've always heard about because I've gone to Catholic school for 13 years of my life now. And we've had all these teachers from Notre Dame. And since, you know, when you go to a Catholic school, you like seeing other Catholic schools. Notre Dame was such a big deal. And I don't know if you know this, but the Catholic High fight song is the exact same as the Notre Dame fight song. And I was kind of scared of applying to it. And I didn't really tell anybody because I was so terrified. Like, this is going to be so embarrassing if I don't get in. And I just told everyone, ooh, I applied to Notre Dame, blah, blah, blah. And then I didn't get in. That would be like the most humbling experience ever. But um, on December 15th, I got the email at 3 o'clock. And it was like, hey, in about two hours, your Notre Dame decision is coming out. And I was so nervous. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to cry so hard if I don't get in, not because I'm like frustrated or anything. It's just because like I've been anticipating this for so long and I'm so anxious that no matter what happens, if I get in, if I don't, I'm going to cry. And I hated that they sent me the email like two hours before. So like, how am I supposed to do anything for the next two hours if I know that this huge letter is about to come in my email? So I kid you not, I <laughs> I went full screen on my computer and I turned my phone off so I couldn't see the clock. I played like video games for like an hour, I'm pretty sure. And the way I checked what time it was, was by looking at how far the sun was setting. And I was like, no, 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 I still have all this time. I need to take the dogs outside. And I was home alone when this happened because my parents work later and they come home maybe around like six or like later in the day. And I remember I checked and it was like two minutes before like 532 or 538 or something. I was like, okay, we're going to do this. 
no matter what happens, I am going to cry, but no matter what happens, I will be okay. And I opened the letter and it was like, congratulations. And I cried so hard. And I called my dad first because I knew he would freak out and tell everybody in our family. And so I called him up. I was like, dad, <laughs> like I got into Notre Dame. And like, he, he thought that like my dog had escaped again. And also if you don't, <laughs> If you don't follow me on Snapchat, my dog ran away in September for like three days and it was like the worst three days of my life. We miraculously found him, but yeah, he thought that the dogs had gotten loose again, but no, it was a great decision. And yeah, I got into Notre Dame and now I can say that I got into Notre Dame. And in addition to that, um, during the Christmas season, I got a handwritten letter from the admissions office talking about my essay and y'all, they like the podcast. I can probably officially say that this podcast has been approved by the Notre Dame Admissions Council. And if any of you have like no idea what the school is or how hard it is to get in, for each round of admissions, early decision, and regular decisions, they only accept 1,600 kids on average. So um, the biggest an incoming class size can be is about, you know, 3,000, maybe 4,000 people. So it is, it's, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, not to toot my own horn or anything, but ah, that's like my favorite thing that's happened so far. And still, it's January, and even though graduation is coming very soon, I still have a lot of college decisions that I get to look forward to, especially FSU in Tallahassee and UF in Gainesville. I applied to both of their honors program, which required a lot of essay writing. And, you know, even though I got really good offers from UCF and also UWF right now. It's just, you never know what they can offer you. And FSU and UF also have a very good specific mathematics teaching program. And I don't know, if I got something big there, that would probably sway me away. Sorry, UCF. But anyways, that's just how my college journey and college applications has been. It's been a lot of work, a lot of tears, a lot of anxiety, but you know, it's been great. And I'm really glad that I applied to all these schools because I get to see all these different opportunities and I get permanent bragging rights forever because <laughs> I got into Notre Dame. So that's all I have to say about the second topic for this podcast, college. And now we're going to jump into our third topic, actually talking about, you know, my regular life it still includes school and stuff. But what have I done, especially recently? Because nobody knows because I haven't made a podcast episode in six months. All right. Jumping into our last topic, and probably the briefest, let's go. So I talked to you guys a little bit about how I have AP exams approaching in May. And once again, just to remind you that how much like I hate my life, um, I'm taking five AP exams just to go through them again, to once again show you how much I hate my life. Um, just kidding. I actually really love my life. This is all a joke. Disclaimer. Mom, I love you. Um <laughs> I can't even keep this together. This has been like an hour long, not even. It's been like 40 minutes and I can't even like keep this together, whatever. My AP exams are in order. Not really. A push, AP US history, AP lit, physics, calculus, and psychology. And as I mentioned before, I am lucky enough that if I finish my FLVS classes on the schedule and pace that I'm going now, I'm going to be finishing them in February. So I have a ton of time to cram for AP exams. Not really cram because I have like three months to prepare. But like it is so 
like anxiety inducing studying for these tests because <laughs> when you talk about AP you have so many people that are like annoying about it it's like oh yeah it takes like so many AP exams I'm better than everybody I know I just told you all that um I take all these AP exams but let me tell you right now I do not think that I am better than anybody I have like the worst self-esteem ever disclaimer not to get very personal but disclaimer and then there are some people that are just like, oh, you know, AP exams have like this really low pass rate. So like, don't expect much. Like, my gosh, people are so pretentious about AP exams. And also not every college takes those scores. So keep that in mind when you're applying to college. Your credits may or may not transfer. You might have done this for quote unquote nothing. Um, no matter what, I cannot say that I've done this for nothing because... I'm very happy of the scores that have turned out. And like, you know, I actually really liked all the classes that I took and all the knowledge that I gained from it. It was great. I can't say I did it for nothing, even if none of my credits count. I do think they will count for the colleges that I've applied to, though. Fingers crossed. So yeah, moving on from that, even though that was like really brief and stuff, moving on from that, because I don't want to worry about that until like next month, which is like not even two weeks from now. Oh my gosh. Anyways, moving on. So, ooh, other plans that I have for the future. Like I said, I have more podcast plans coming in the future. I can't tell you concretely what they are now because I don't want to list out all of my ideas and then none of them happen the same way that I said when I started this podcast. It's going to be bi-monthly. I'm going to make two a month. Girly, at this point, you make two a year. I really need to get better at that, y'all. Like, I need to manage my time because I really do like making these podcasts. It's just making the scripts and coming up with the topics sometimes just takes so much effort. I'm like, eh, do I really want to do that? I like the talking part of it, <laughs> as you can see, because this episode is like 40 minutes long. And if anybody has stayed this far, I love you so much. You're just listening to me ramble and have a soapbox for an hour, which is weird because I like to think of myself as like the quieter friend and the friend group and then I have a talk show where I just talk mad nonsense for like hours straight and it's great because nobody can stop me while I'm talking but you can stop me right now if you get sick of me JK please don't I don't get paid for this but I really like seeing my retention rates that coffee is cold by now I'm really sorry if y'all like heard that noise and just like ew disgusting people drinking sorry so Maybe I can give you guys some idea of what podcasts I want to do. I want to do some more podcasts with my teachers before I leave because it would kind of be weird for a college student to come back and interview their old high school teachers. Depending on whether or not I can get my crap together within the next month, there may be a final podcast episode in the Gulig trilogy. I have not notified Mr. Gulig. He doesn't know about it yet, but... He's going to, if I get my crap together, we might have a final Gulag episode. I would love to do that. It would be another one of these full circle moments just to see, you know, how much things have changed in the past two years. I would also love to interview Mr. Forte because he was hilarious whenever I had him during class. And maybe I could get an interview with Senora. Who knows? I would also like to interview my friends more and just to see like all my friends' different plans for college, what they want to do after school when they're grown and like you know I just think it would be so much fun to document a lot of interviews with my friends because I don't know if you guys know this but people love being interviewed because there are a lot of people who don't get to talk about themselves very much um 
basically me because I talk for like hours straight because I don't really talk about myself much (laughs) to my friends. But it's just so much fun for somebody to be able to have the chance to like express themselves, have people ask them like deep questions and be the center of attention for once. It feels great. And I will now be using that as a transition to my next center of attention topic, which is really quick. It is about the senior retreat. Um, It is January, so we just had our senior retreat about two, two weeks ago, maybe, that might be right. And I'm going to be honest, when I went into the senior retreat, I was like, no, I'm not going to have fun at all. It is going to be so much sharing feelings, which I hate, and it was a lot of sharing feelings. But like, you know, the best part about the senior retreat is that you get to be in a cabin with all of your friends and that you do end up having some free time after the main part of the retreat day. So you guys can just have like a party in your dorms afterwards and it'll be like so much fun. And that was my favorite part of it. Since they did confiscate their phones, I actually have a Polaroid camera that I brought to the senior retreat, which was probably the best decision that I made because I have so many Polaroids documenting these things. And like, uh, if y'all notice, it is Sonia's Instagram profile picture right now. I took that picture, (laughs) photo credits, just kidding. But like, I took a Polaroid camera there and I took so many pictures and it was so much fun. And I like scrapbooked them all. And it was just so much fun to just talk to my friends unfiltered. There was really no filter during that senior retreat. Let me tell you, everybody was everywhere saying all of this personal business because we all felt comfortable with each other I would like to say and I was much more comfortable sharing things than I thought I would be and that's probably because by 10 30 and 11 30 at night I was really tired because I had been up since 6 30 and we did play take a hike which is something that we play every year and I can't really disclose a lot of things other than what I said during take a hike because some people might want to keep that private so I will be telling you about my movie moment that I had during the senior retreat I don't even remember. Actually, no, I do. That's a lie. Um, One of the take a hike questions was take a hike if you've ever been heartbroken in high school. And I ran for that, y'all. I don't necessarily mean romantic heartbreak. It's just I've just had it's, it's high school. Everybody's like heartbroken over something, whether it's like friendships, relationships, anything that happened. So I ran and then I got stuck in the middle because I was in denial for the first three seconds. I was like, no, I haven't. Yes, you have. And then I ran late and then I got stuck in the middle and I'm just standing there with like 80 people around me and like I pulled the bravest thing that I've ever said and I said take a hike if you have ever thought that I was gay and about 80% of the people in the room stood up and just rushed across the room and it was so funny I was laughing so hard I saw people like falling out of their seats I was almost like crying laughing I couldn't breathe and it was just it was so much fun for me. I, I'm not offended by it or anything because I don't know if y'all know this, but I get asked probably like once a week, Maggie, are you bisexual? It's just like, y'all, y'all. But yeah, I thought that was like really fun. And just to finally get it out there and finally see whoever thought that. And surprisingly, a lot of y'all have. And there are probably a lot of you that weren't on the senior treat that are listening to this podcast and you're like, I thought that too. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm not even mad because uh, bisexuals have like great fashion taste. And I think that's why people like have the assumption that like, oh, you're gay. It's probably because I cuff my jeans and drink iced coffee and I have the best earrings ever that I buy from Hot Top. But anyways, 
that's probably all I have to say about it. Thank you guys so much for putting up with me for the past hour. And I really hope you enjoyed it because as I have said like 80 times, I haven't made a podcast in the last like six months. Thank you, everybody. And this is Maggie from Sipping Soup signing off.